You're listening to the Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing podcast, hosted by Garrett Lynch and Michael Blanc, where we talk all about how you can achieve financial independence through apartment building investing. Whether you're just starting out or you want to scale your syndication business, this is the show for you. Hey, dealmakers, and welcome to the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Blanc. Today, it's just going to be me because I want to review some of the best podcasts of 2021. In fact, this is episode 300. We started this back in 2014. We've had 300 episodes weekly. I took a little break early on back in 2014. I was like, ah, this is a grind, an awful commitment. And then people was like, you know, why aren't you putting out any more podcasts? And they really complained about it. And so after about a period of six months, I kind of resumed it and been doing it regularly ever since. So we want to kind of highlight some of the episodes that we had here in 2021. And uh, man, we're going to take a look at some of these awesome guests we've had. We had uh, Jordan Harbinger on. We really talked about some actual tips on things like digging a well before you need it, on networking. We had a friend, Brandon Turner, on of Bigger Pockets. Always great to chat with him, as well as Joe Fairless. Man, what he's got going on, he's always thinking big. Then we have Mr. Podcast himself, John Lee Dumas of, or JLD of Entrepreneurs on Fire. And we've also expanded our platform to showcase more women in real estate with Elizabeth Faircloth as well. So we got some highlights here for you, some lessons learned. Before we go into that, I want to shout out Joe Gonzalez from, from Amazon. He left us a review on the book, which is also called Financial Freedom with Real Estate. And we just uh, passed a thousand reviews on there just a few weeks ago. He says, simple and practical. I'm excited. This book was simple to read and very practical. You said that twice. We get it now, Joe. Awesome. I'm excited to make the moves that will get me closer to being financial free in three to five years. And I think everyone that reads it will feel the same. And I hope you do as well. Also want to shout out Andrea Foley with S4 Capital Investments. She's a member of our Dealmaker Mastermind community. It's our online community. We have several hundred people in there who are paying to be in a community. It's only 99 bucks a month. It's uh, go to themichaelblank.com forward slash DMM for Dealmaker Mastermind. So anyway, she's part of that community. She closed a 32-unit deal in Craig, Colorado for $700,000 and uh, put $300,000 into the property. So congratulations, Andrew, on your first deal as well. So with that, I want to kind of get into uh, the highlights we had here for the podcast. But one of the things I want to do first is I would love to have a review. We have 491 reviews in iTunes, which is awesome. But I want to get to 600, okay? For every episode, I want two reviews, okay? That's what I want. And I'm willing to bribe you for it a little bit. We have a fun little contest planning for you. And here's how it works. Okay, first, make sure you subscribe to the show. So if you're just kind of breezing through here, go ahead and subscribe so you get it on a weekly basis. And then second, leave us an honest review on iTunes. You got to use the iTunes app. Really irritating to have to do that. But if you don't mind, I would surely appreciate it. And then we got a little bit of a contest for you. And the way you get started is you text the word CONTEST to 66866. So CONTEST, one word, doesn't matter, lowercase, to 66866, we'll send you the link to enter. Now, when you get the link, click on that link we text you back. In that form, you're going to put in your email address and you'll know exactly how you can enter to win these prizes. So we're going we're gonna to select 10 winners. All right, you're going to get our best-selling book, Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing, and one of our custom freedom shirts, which says one of these here. You can only get it through stuff like this. We don't sell it online. Uh, so you're going to get a shirt. We're going to select 10 of you all for that. Then we got a three runner-up uh, winners where 
You're going to get a t-shirt, financial freedom, but you're also going to get a ticket to our upcoming Dealmaker Bootcamp. And that's in Orlando, January 27 to 29. It's $2,500 ticket. It's an actual workshop. So you're not going to sit there and listen to a bunch of people talk. You're going to learn how to do your first deal. In fact, you're going to do more than that. You're going to do your first deal. We're going to do your first deal at this event. So it's a hands-on workshop. It is going to blow your mind and change your life. So the, we're going to get three runner ups there, and then we're going to have a grand prize winner where you're going to get a T-shirt, a book, a ticket to Dealmaker Bootcamp, and also access to our Dealmaker certification experience. It's a 12-month experience online course. It's coupled with the Dealmaker Mastermind experience, and that's a $3,000 value. So we're going to pick two of that. So go ahead and make sure that you text the word CONTEST the 66866 before the end of January 2022. All right. And then you get the link to enter the drawing and we look forward to reading your reviews. All right, let's get right into the first highlighted episode with Jordan Harbinger. Really enjoyed this one here. He's a super bright guy. And uh, he was episode 288. He's the host of the iTunes Top 100 Ranked, The Jordan Harbinger Show, a podcast where he interviews the world's top performers, including legendary actors and musicians, intelligence operatives, athletes, iconic writers, and other visionary change makers. But he's best known for creating one of the leading self-development programs in the world with a special emphasis on social capital, relationship building, and networking. And in this episode, he shares proactive approach to networking and explained not only why it's crucial to build relationships before you need them, in other words, dig in the well before you're thirsty, but also how to do it. Yeah, so dig the well before you're thirsty is sort of this metaphor for building relationships before you need them. I didn't make up that phrase. I think it's a book title from like the 90s from some sales guy. But the thing is, most people think about networking when they need something. And I saw this like firsthand when when Wall Street had its collapse, Lehman Brothers and, and Bear Stearns went out of business. And people were like, oh my God, I got to call people and try and get another job. And I was like, oh, you're you're totally screwed. You know, and they're like, why aren't you worried? And I'm like, ah, I'm already at SiriusXM. I've got my side hustle. I've got a bunch of people that I, I can work with or for. Like, I'm good. And next is our friend Brandon Turner. I got a chance to hang out with him, not only on the show, but also we we see each other at some events. We're both members of GoBundance. It's a mastermind I joined a little bit of a year, a year ago. So we've been hanging out a little bit. And it's always awesome to have Brandon on the show He's a little bit of a late bloomer in some respects, right? Because he's had a massive platform through bigger pockets, but uh, he hasn't really used it for raising capital. He fixed that two years ago. And my goodness, the guy can raise $20 million with a single Instagram post. So he joined us on episode 293. He is a big time real estate investor, of course, entrepreneur, speaker, and host of the Bigger Pockets podcast. And in this episode, he he joined us to discuss his shift to large multifamily projects. Because if you remember, he started with small multis, some houses, and then he got into mobile home parks. And now about a year, a little bit over a year ago, he started quietly shifting large multifamily projects. And he explained why he did that and the importance of a platform that he has built, which allows him to raise tens of millions of dollars in days on Instagram. And he challenges all of us to follow the fire, follow our fire, right? And surround ourselves with people doing what we want to do. And he shares an interesting point on building a personal brand. And uh, definitely what like he would do if he were to start over again and he wouldn't be on bigger pockets, like what would he do? It was actually super interesting and I was surprised by his answer. So let's listen to some highlights from that interview. So your brand is already existing right now. So to me, it's more important, like do you recognize that and do you refine that and try to simplify it or try to point it in a certain direction? 
it doesn't have to be a physical thing. My beard was a very physical thing just because I chose. I mean, I thought it was cool looking and I thought it would help me stand out a little bit from every other tall, awkward white guy in the world. And so I chose to go that way. I know people who their brand is is more of like just like being wicked smart. Like people are just like, oh yeah, that guy he is wicked smart. And like Dave Meyer, uh, bigger pockets, he's like the data analyst. Dave Meyer doesn't have like a physical trait that makes him stand out. Like he's a, you know, just a good looking dude. But like his brand is that he is a data genius. He can go in depth on market data like nobody else in the world. He's even brand, he just changed his, his Instagram. It's called like the data deli or something like that. It's like he is leaning into that brand and because that's the thing he's good at. So you already have a brand. It's it's more of a matter of I would recommend everybody should think long and hard about what is that brand? How are people thinking about you right now? And how can you develop that? And how can you lean into it? Find out what's working. How do What do people say about you? And then how can you lean into that? Simplicity is key there, I think. You don't want to be like, yeah, the more broad you are, the harder it is people are going to think of you as any kind of special. John Lee Dumas, JLD, was a highlight. He actually endorsed our book when we published it uh, two, two and a half years ago. And I was able to get him on, on the podcast, which is awesome, because, uh, man, he's literally the godfather of releasing daily podcasts, long before Joe Fairless did it. And he's been doing it for a long time. He's the host of the award-winning daily podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. He spent the first 32 years of his life chasing the almighty dollar like we all do with little success. And even if we are successful, we find it's kind of a hollow success. And then he took Albert Einstein's advice and decided to become a man of value. And that's when JLD got a taste of real success. So in episode 295, he reflected on the powerful combination of hard work and passion. We talked about passion and that came up with Brandon Turner. So, you know, pay attention to these things. There's there's trends here. And I love what he had to say about passion blooming when you get good at something. I think a lot of people are listening that are like, well, after two days, I'm not passionate about this thing. So I got to quit and start something else. And that's a huge mistake as well, because I was not passionate at all about podcasting. When I started, I had never spoken into a microphone before. I had never been interviewed before. I had never facilitated a conversation before. I had never spoken from stage before, but I was willing to commit to something, give it a chance. I mean, I committed to commercial real estate. I gave it a chance for a year plus. And then at that point, I'm like, my passion did not bloom. My excitement did not bloom. Now it's time to look for something else. And the same thing with podcasting. But the difference was I got better quickly at podcasting because I was doing it every single day, seven days a week. And all of a sudden I got good. And when I got good, I'm like, wow, not only is this like a really cool business, but I'm now really getting excited and passionate about this thing called podcasting. So podcasting came out of putting in the reps, putting in the hard work, actually becoming good, and then crushing it because of that. As more females enter into multifamily investing, it gives other women the encouragement they need to pursue real estate investing as well. And to that end, we had Liz Faircloth, and she's creating a community where women investors have an exclusive space to support each other and share ideas. So in episode 261, she joined us to offer insight on increasing the number of women investors and explains how she highlights female role models through the real estate investor platform. Quite honestly, what really helped us was me getting involved in a different business that didn't involve my husband. So what really worked the second time is that I'm not, not that I'm not involved in our, our real estate business because I am, but I also have another focus, which is the investor community and, and, and really I have another partner, right? And, and so for us, we thrived so much better as a married couple when we both had kind of like 
I don't want to say separate businesses because I, I am involved, but it's not this, we're literally sitting next to each other every day and I'm holding him accountable. He's holding me accountable. We're very similar people, actually. We're very similar personalities. So it just doesn't work when we're both like 100% into something together. We work really well specifically and like strategically and like Liz, this is a project and we work great. But if I had to work every day with my husband and he had to work with me every day, I don't, I don't know if it would work as well, to be honest with you, like day to day into the trenches. Um, that's why I love that. I have another area, another business I'm growing and thriving in because right. it's just it's giving me space to kind of be who I am with another person. <laughs> so that's what was different well, the second time around. The vast majority of multifamily syndicators don't stop with one property. Obviously do the law of the first deal. You can't help but do more than one. And with each new deal, we start the stressful process of raising money all over again. But it doesn't have to be that way. Joe Fairless is the co-founder and partner at Ashcroft Capital. They invest in large multifamily deal. They now have 38 properties, probably close to a billion dollars in value. And in February, early of the year of 2021, they pivoted away from raising money on a deal-by-deal -deal basis and pivoted to raising a fund. And Joe joined me and the attendees of DealMaker Live, actually, where we talked about this, the pros and cons of raising money through a fund. And the thing that really surprised me is that Joe, of course, using the benefit of hindsight, would have started a fund much, much earlier. As you know, he had raised millions of dollars and did uh, you know, a gazillion dollars of real estate long before he did a fund. He goes, you know, you should consider doing it a lot earlier. So we talked about the pros and cons of starting that and really answered the question in 278, who are funds really for? With anything we do in life, there's pros and cons. I, I hear you. Um, so let's talk about the cons. So the con from a LP standpoint is that you are investing in multiple deals when you invest in a fund. Therefore, if one deal does incredibly well, well, you're gonna get the average of all the deals. So you you missed out on catching lightning in a bottle, unfortunately, most likely, because probably if say there's seven deals in the fund, probably seven deals aren't going to hit grand slams. Uh, so you're going to end up with the average of those seven deals. So, you know, if if you're looking to swing big, uh, swing for the fences as an LP, funds not not the way to go in my opinion. The others are going to bring down the lightning in the bottle one. So that's the downside. Uh, and then the downside from a general partner standpoint, you're going to make me stretch my mind on that. I mean, there okay. So there, so there are some investors who don't like investing in a fund. Uh, for perhaps the reason I just mentioned. Therefore, you can lose out on some investors as a result of having a fund. So there's that. So those are the two cons. Chad Williams is the best-selling author of a book called Seal of God. Not normally a multifamily book, but man, it's a memoir of his grueling journey through naval ops uh, training and onto the war-torn streets of Iraq. And he actually joined us in Dallas at DealMaker Live and delivered a moving message as a keynote speaker there. And I had to have him on the podcast to kind of go a little bit deeper. That was episode 273. And I wanted him to explain how the principles he mastered as a SEAL apply to multifamily investing. And he really challenges us to be servant leaders and stay calm in the face of adversity. Because look, we're all going to face adversity. How do you remain calm so you stay centered in a position of strength 
so that you can build and still move forward, even though things aren't going maybe the way that you want them to go? I think in situations where you get ambushed, you know, no operation ever goes exactly as planned, but you do have an idea in your mind. But when things go completely sideways, it's better to try and get out of that situation alive rather than just try and tough it out and go forward and fight through. And so like the first words over the radio from my assault leader, you know, in that ambush was, all right, boys, we're going to get out here alive, but I need you to push left. So basically he's informing us that we're going back home, right? But at the same time, we're going to give a little bit of an offense, you know, from the left over here. And one of the things I appreciate about how he said that was just, he demonstrated this ability to control his emotions and actions, regardless of the circumstances. Could you imagine if he would have come over the radio in panic and screaming like every man for himself, like, you know, like, how are we going to get out of here alive? That would have created this disunity amongst the team. And we wouldn't have done the best that we can do, you know, in that situation. And when you have a high paying corporate job, it can be tough to walk away, right? Because it's a lot of income and probably your lifestyle is kind of kept up with that income. And so it's tough to replace and cover that, that those expenses with passive income. But if time freedom is a priority for you and you're willing to take action, you can absolutely break out of the rat race and replace that income with multifamily real estate. And that's what Jenny Gu and Stephen Louie did on episode 259, both corporate Americans, right, in, in corporate America, and describe how their mindset of action and focus on the family drove their decision to walk away from it all. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's different for a lot of people. But for me, similar to Steve, right, you kind of, we sat down and said, what are our priorities? And how do we want to spend our time, you know, with our family? And you know, we moved back to California from Cincinnati, just due to being wanting to be closer to the kids' grandparents and my, and my in-laws. We said, you know what, this job we have in the, the rat race, we're just traveling too much. And we, you know, we're not spending the right amount of time that we want. And we're not dictating our schedule as much as we want to. And, and so how do we get out of that? So like many other folks, we said, we want to invest in real estate to get passive income. And so, as I mentioned earlier, we had built a portfolio of single family and it's doing really well. And we said, gosh, we could grow this so much faster if one of us was dedicated to the business. We decided that I would leave PNG, have more flexibility and time with the kids. We have two young ones and we would pursue this multifamily gig. So I kind of did a reverse. I left the corporate world, burned the boats and bridges before purchasing even a single multifamily unit. And then within 10 months, we went from zero to over 800 units. So that surpassed our goal more than what we thought we could do, especially during a year of COVID. So that was really um, exciting for us to go accomplish. So in episode 287, Ronan McMahon joined us. He's a contributing editor at International Living Magazine and founder of Real Estate Trend Alert. And it's a newsletter where he explores investment opportunities from around the world. So actually not the U.S. at all, but from everywhere but the U.S. Super interesting. Because if I had a superpower, I would be able to time travel. I would go back to 2010 and buy everything I could. Right. And I wasn't positioned. I did get into my first deal in 2011, but I was not positioned from a, a capital perspective to actually really back up the truck. And so, what Ronan argues is that if you're willing to look outside the US, you can find great deals abroad in international markets that are still recovering from the last recession, believe it or not. For example, did you know that in Portugal, some of the deals that are coming out of bankruptcy, it takes them 10 years to come out of bankruptcy. And there are other movements throughout the world where different parts of the world peak and others kind of go away. So 
he kind of explains in this super interesting episode of why maybe you should consider diversifying with international real estate and what it really means when the world is your oyster. My take is that if you think back through your lifetime, you know, if you look at maybe what are the biggest buying moments, biggest buying moments plus places. So, you know, you think back, say, you know, you were in the States in 2010 to 2012, let's say. The thing is, when you go international, a set of circumstances like that is at play somewhere always. So when the world is your oyster, you can really identify places with, you know, really, really significant upside potential and coming at those big buying moments. All right, that's it. It's officially a wrap. Episode 300 is over. Hope you enjoyed some of those highlights we've had for you. I want to thank all of our guests. I want to thank all of you for listening. I want to thank my co-host, Garrett Lynch, who puts up with all these shenanigans. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, we wouldn't be here creating this awesome content without you. So I'm really excited about what 2020 is shaping up. We're going to have some lot of awesome podcast guests in the wings that I can't wait to share with you. And that we're going to commit to bringing you the best and most actual content so you can achieve financial freedom sooner rather than later. Don't forget to subscribe if you're not already and leave us a review on iTunes and then text the word contest to 66866 and get the link to enter the uh, the drawing for some of these prizes. So really look forward to having you in that contest and seeing your review. And uh, thank you again for, for listening and see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Take the next step toward financial freedom by checking out our Freedom Vault, where you can find free resources to help you with apartment building investing. Whether you're an active investor just starting out or looking to scale your syndication business or looking to invest passively, head over to themichaelblanc.com vault to gain access to our Freedom Vault.